Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering a brand new segment here at the Hub World. My name is Jules, and today our party members are... Mikhail And Gino. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or a follow. So let's get this adventure rolling. So first and foremost, we have a few updates about our podcast. So we recently just hit our 50th episode, um, kind of the beginning. I, I would call that our first era of podcasts. And moving forward, we're going to have some small tweaks to our podcast moving forward. And the first of which is we're actually going to be removing our icebreaker segment at the beginning of each podcast. Now, the reason we're removing the icebreaker isn't because we didn't like doing them. We actually love doing them. So much so that we're actually going to be changing or creating rather a brand new um, format that's centered around answering questions. Um, that will be explored in a future podcast coming very, very soon. Um, but until then, stay tuned. Um, and that will kind of replace what was once the icebreaker. But we are going to keep our housekeeping. Um, so. Would anybody like to kick off some housekeeping? What's new? What's happened since episode 50? Uh, the Destiny Raid came out. We had a lot of fun with that. We didn't do... Uh, Mateo and I at least didn't do the challenge mode to try to get the raid done within the first 24 hours, but we were actually able to complete it within the first uh, 48. We didn't get the emblem because we didn't do the challenge mode for it, but still it was really fun to actually have some new Pinnacle content in a ongoing game that we very much love here at the hub world except for jules yes actually i was very surprised you led with destiny but Destiny's uh, a great game i enjoy it let's like gina let's talk about actual big information okay yeah okay. there's been quite bigger things than destiny you know we saw a little movie last week i've actually seen it a twice a little, little indie film yeah oh the one with the twilight guy i honestly i want to do it i want to do a topic like i actually want to dedicate an episode probably to, talk, to talking about the Batman because that movie was incredible and I'm so happy like spoiler alert we really loved it and I'm just so happy that 10 out of 10 yeah like we got another successful reboot of the Batman that feels so different compared to everything else and it's probably the most comic like, like accurate yeah, Batman too we actually get to see Batman as a detective which was that was like the cool take from this movie and I've seen it twice. I want to see it again. So bad. It's such a fantastic movie. I haven't had that real, um, like enthusiasm to see a movie again after I've seen it once in theaters, but I was so excited to see it yet again. And I found all these different things that I missed the first time around. And it was just, a, it, it was so good. I highly recommend it. That movie is is top notch all across the board from the acting, the 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 visuals, the music, everything. It's so good. I think it's there's no way it won't be my favorite movie of the year. Like that's how good it was. So here's a question and a lot I of have DC for you. movies coming out. So here's a question I have for you though. Uh -huh. What was better? The Batman or Zack Snyder's Justice League? Oof. See, um, that's comparing a three-hour movie to a four-hour movie or five hours, whatever Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah. was. Whatever the run, um, the final runtime was. Uh, I don't know. You don't need to answer it now, Mateo. Yeah, think about it. Um, 
The other maybe big we'll piece talk of about news. that in our in the Batman episode if we do it. So. Yeah, maybe that would be. Maybe we'll bring Icebreaker back just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really an if. It's more of a when. That is true. It is a when. We will definitely have a Batman episode coming up somehow. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, the other big piece of news that's dropped um, is something that we've been doing. I guess kind of at the hub world, like everybody who is part of it is by some extension, part of the hub world. So us three, as well as many of our other hub world regulars and guests, you know, like John Carlo, Sarah, Adriano, um, Yako and Riley, Gino kickstarted um, the avatar legends tabletop. And we had our first session in character creation the other night. And oh, it was so fun. It's, it was a blast. And like we're still like we're gonna have our official first session this week, like where we actually role play. But as I I'm I'm DMing the game, and what I love about it is that everything's grounded in morality, which is so Avatar. Something will happen with our ovens in the oven. Yeah, we'll we'll somehow share tales of our campaign as we move through it over the course of the year. But yeah, that's the other big thing. So like three major things that have pretty much occupied our time in the last few weeks and that's probably why we haven't been posting as much we also have to mention that i'm not i'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to go up but thursday this coming thursday is mario day and that is sort of the inspiration for the topic that we're going to be discussing in the first hub world showdown yeah so well this is a great segue so what is a hub world showdown um a hub world showdown is a battle royale style format where we take a topic and we narrow it down internally to like the top. Today it's the top 16, other times it might be the top 32, but we narrow it down to what we feel is the top. And then we have a series of mini debates around who would win each matchup, leading to whatever the grand winner of the tournament is so the intention is you know we're covering a topic we get to have a bunch of different discussions and um see how it goes our topic today like mateo said in the spirit of mario day is super mario worlds so we're looking at the 3d mario experience we're looking at the worlds within the 3d mario games now just to preface this when we were creating we picked 16 levels we tried to balance them throughout the series um, so that no game was um, too heavy, had too much representation. But we did decide that Super Mario 3D World couldn't be included in this because the levels were not really explorable worlds. Um, and while there were worlds that contained the levels, they weren't thematic worlds. Um, the other game we excluded was Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, and the reason we excluded that is one, all of us haven't played it very recently, so those levels are not fresh in our memory, and we felt it was unfair to be comparing things that we've played within the last like year or so to a game that a lot of us haven't played for over a year. The other reason being that while Super Mario Galaxy 2 is a different game from Super Mario Galaxy, having two games worth of Galaxy-style levels would make the Galaxy games more heavy heavily represented in the list so we just decided let's just go with galaxy one for this list so we have worlds that are represented from super mario 64 super mario sunshine super mario galaxy and super mario odyssey um on this showdown and we're gonna share that with you so 
let's pop, uh, let's throw on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube, um, the um, bracket brackets here. And we, yeah, so as you can see, we start off with Ghostly Galaxy from Super Mario Galaxy versus Mount Volbano from Super Mario Odyssey, also known as the, um, what kingdom is it? It's the Luncheon Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Also known as the Luncheon Kingdom. It's the it's the mountain um, of food. And the Ghostly Galaxy is best, like, probably most recognizable for its very um, iconic boss, um, the Bouldergeist. So, oh, such a good fight. Let's get this debate going. So, these debates can be long, they can be short. If you feel like there's a clear winner, you can just share it right away, or we can have a discussion. Who wants to kick it off? Now, well, oh, you go ahead. Oh, Joe. you go first. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, um, it's been such a long time since I played Mario Galaxy proper, but I don't remember the world. All I remember with this specific galaxy, if my memory serves me correctly, what I remember is that Luigi was in kind of like a Luigi's Mansion esque kind of house, and he was trapped, and you had to defeat the Bouldergeist as Mario to save Luigi. And that boss was so freaking difficult. <laughs> Compared it to boss. it was a it was a well done fight. And I just remember how difficult it was. I don't really remember all the different stages and things, but I think it had two I think it had two stages. You had to like knock off all the rocks, then you had to like hit its exposed core with, with something. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the music. And, like, by and large, I don't remember too many of the Mario Galaxy worlds, just because there's a lot of empty space in between everything, like, pardon the pun. But the food world in Mario Galaxy, just all the, like, the little chefs running around (laughs) doing stuff, it was just so goofy and colorful and weird. It was just, like, the way that these two are situated in the bracket, I feel like you have this, like, empty void versus this vibrant place. Yeah. I remember Mount Volbano a lot better. Yeah. And like, and, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I hate to, to kind of fall to the recency bias, but, but is it, is it technically yeah. like, at least for um, mine and Mateo's part, I think both of us played Mario galaxy more recently than Mount Volbano. And I, I did, don't know. Yeah. I can't speak for you, Mateo. Yeah. I, I played it when I, 3d all-stars came out. I'm definitely leaning toward Gino's opinion as well. Um, like I love the Ghostly Galaxy. It's actually one of my favorite galaxies in Mario Galaxy. Um, and I think the the Boulder Geist is a really cool boss. And I think um, I remember. I think that one also has like there's like a trial where you have to go through like a maze of boos, and there's like a lot of cool like boo house kind of aesthetic there. And like what Gino said with Luigi. Um, but ultimately, like Mount Volbano, like the Luncheon Kingdom, is one of the strongest levels in Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. and it's just so tough. It's a tough matchup for Ghostly Galaxy. Yeah, you know, it had a good boss fight, but I, I don't know. That's like, the only thing you remember, really. That's yeah, all I exactly. remember, like, really. And like, it's been only a few years since I played Mario Galaxy, so. <laughs> so I mean, I'm definitely. My vote goes with Mount Volbano. I do. Same I, here. Me too. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Mount Volbano will be 
moving on to the next round, um, I'm just going to change it here on the um, bracket, and there you go. So, we got the next matchup. We have Gusty Garden Galaxy and Toasterina. Again, another Mario Galaxy versus Mario Odyssey matchup. Very interesting. <laughs> um, Are you sure this wasn't on purpose? <laughs> Just to eliminate all the Galaxy stuff early? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but who, will, who wants to kick that one off? So, Toast Arena is also one of the strongest levels I feel in Super Mario Odyssey. I just love the 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 parallel between like you're in a desert, but there's frozen like things that are frozen in the desert as well, and um and like the whole like Day of the Dead sort of aesthetic that the NPCs and the architecture and the buildings have, which is also really really cool. I mean, and you also Mario can get a sombrero, so that's that's really cool. Uh, and then the whole like the the pyramid and the weird like tiger guys that have come back, like the the rideable tiger or lions, sorry, the uh, and the lions that I think they came back from Super Mario Land. I think those those animals were in Super Mario Land, so that's a cool throwback for them. But just in general, I just think the the like this it's a huge sandbox for Mario to explore and literally, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So for me, I I gotta go with Toast Arena. I know Gusty Garden Galaxy is like one of the most iconic galaxies from Mario Galaxy. I said Galaxy three times, now four times, very quickly there. But well, we've seen Galaxy quite a bit. Yeah. But I know it's one of the most iconic and recognizable uh, locations from Mario Galaxy. So I, that might be a hot take on my part, but I don't know. I gotta hear what you guys have to say. I don't know if that's too hot. I so here's my my two cents on this one. I do think Gusty Garden Galaxy is probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest, Mario Galaxy level. Um, and I really really like that level. But that's not the reason I would choose it. My hot take is I actually don't like Toasterina. Really? I know it's a very hot take and it's something I definitely didn't share when playing Mario Odyssey because I can recognize it as a good level. I, I've never loved desert aesthetics and I appreciated what they tried to do with it. But I think what really I didn't like about Toastrina is it's I think it's either the biggest or like the second or third biggest in Mario Odyssey. Um, like it's super vast, and a lot of it's just sand, like dead space, and that has always been just a, like a deterrent for Toasterina for me. And I just didn't like that aspect of it, even though they added like the way, like you know, they had the Sphinx to be able to get around pretty fast. The boss like, fight is so awesome in that level too, in the pyramid, yeah. Giant, like yeah, the giant hand guy at the same time, like a throat. And if you think about it, it's a throwback to Mario 64 in a sense too, when you were fighting the uh, the hand statues inside of the pyramid. I guess Except so. You're now fighting different hands in an upside down octagonal Gussie, pyramid. Am I not wrong though? Gusty Garden is where you fight the mole. That is, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good boss. It is. Um, I'm my vote personally goes with Gusty Garden Galaxy here. 
Um, I recognize that like m- that might not be the most popular opinion. Um, and my opinion on Tostrina is very driven by my own biases towards desert levels and empty space. But I, I got to go with Gusty Garden Galaxy on this one. Um, Jules, I agree with what you have to say with like the, the desert and stuff being like vast and empty. But the thing is, I at least remember Toasterina. I have no recollection of what Gusty Garden Galaxy is. I do not know what that level is. That's totally okay. You're allowed to have your vote. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mario Galaxy is just a large just blur in my mind. Because I just went through that game so fast. As good as the music is in Gusty Garden Galaxy. And that's that song that plays in that level is phenomenal. I gotta go Toasterina because that's one of my favorite levels in in Super Mario Odyssey. Okay, and so Toasterina takes the the spot. There we go. Okay, so now we're on to our third bracket, which is yet again another Mario Galaxy versus Mario Odyssey. Oh God! Uh, I'd like to start so for this one. Well, let's say what they are first. Right. So New Donk City um, and Freeze Flame Galaxy. For those of you who are just listening. Um, are our next ones. So, again, New Donk City versus Freeze Flame Galaxy. Um, but, Mateo, go ahead. So, no offense to Freeze Flame Galaxy, but do we really have to have this debate? Like, no. <laughs> no, we, we don't. don't. <laughs> next. For uh, the next one, we actually don't have a Mario Galaxy versus Mario Odyssey, but we do have another Mario Odyssey one. Um, so, it is a Mario Odyssey versus a Mario 64 level. So, we actually have Fossil Falls from Mario Odyssey versus Bob on Battlefield from um, Mario 64. So this is kind of the battle of the first worlds. I know technically the Cap Kingdom is the first level, but this is the first real level. Yeah. Yeah. Cap Kingdom is more of like a prologue. Yeah. But yeah. Mario 64 was the first time Mario ever came into 3D. And Bob on Battlefield was the first level. It was vast. It was lively. There was a freaking. There's like the bomb bombs are just going back and forth. The cannons and stuff. Stuff was being blasted all over the place. You had a great uh, first boss battle against the king bomb bomb on the top of the mountain. Then you had Koopa the Quick. All the uh, once you got your flying cap, you had that flying mission to fly to the island in the sky. It just did such a good job of teaching you like the very like core mechanics of that game: run, jump, punch, and fight in that first world itself the music is fantastic just the atmosphere and everything about bomb on battlefield it's really nostalgia bait for a lot of us more veteran gamers and stuff out there but nothing takes away from just the sheer masterpiece that is bomb on battlefield Uh, my opinion on mario 64 has changed over the years but one thing that will never change is my love for bomb on battlefield i think you said it very well gino is it's not necessarily like of course the challenges and fossil falls might be a little bit more like gameplay driven but it's not about that like bob on battlefield is that first level in 3d mario and it's such a cool concept within the realm of mario that's the thing is and that's one thing that i will say about odyssey even though it's one of my favorite if not my favorite mario game period um is it does feel like the locations you are going to are very not mario Whereas Bob on Battlefield is like they took a concept, the bombs, the red bombs, and the the black bombs being at war, and I love that concept. It's something that's internally like part of the Mario series. It's a new spin on it. I agree with you. 
I actually think Bob on Battlefield's the perfect starting level. And I my vote definitely goes to Bob on Battlefield in this one. Exactly echoing what both of you guys said. Even though I love the T-Rex capture and Fossil Falls, but that is the perfect first level. It's one of the greatest Mario levels, period. It's just, I love it so much. That song is amazing. Oh, Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the next one. So we have our fourth and final Mario Galaxy vs. Mario Odyssey battle here. So we have the Dreadnought Galaxy versus Bowser's Castle, both of these being very late game levels in their respective games. So the Bowser's Castle is from Mario Odyssey. So it's Bowser's Castle from Mario Odyssey and Dreadnought Galaxy from Mario Galaxy. So what do we think there, everybody? See, this one isn't going to be, at least the way I envision it, it's not like a complete. It's not going to be a complete blowout like the other Galaxy vs. Odyssey uh, uh, battles we've had so far. I'm honestly very torn on this one because Dreadnought Galaxy is one of my personal favorites from Super Mario Galaxy, but Bowser's Castle from Mario Odyssey is so fantastic as well because it's not your traditional Bowser's Castle. The the yeah. the feudal Japan sort of like palace uh aesthetic that it has and this music and the different captures that you have on that world are really something else and just in terms of originality i think both of these worlds succeed in that in that realm so uh if anyone has more like concrete on their stance i'd rather listen to them first because like i am just having a difficult time right now trying to think about which one i would pick yeah I mean, the Dreadnought Galaxy has a lot of cool mechanics. Like, I love the gravity mechanic um, within the Dreadnought Galaxy. I think that the set pieces of the Dreadnought Galaxy are really cool, um, especially for, like, how it's a late-game level. And it makes you really feel like something that would be a late-game level in space, which is this massive, like, fortress, like, spaceship fortress. And it's a very, very cool um, set piece. But at the same time, you're not wrong with the Bowser's Kingdom, like Bowser's Castle. Um, it's just such a cool take on the traditional Bowser's Castle that's familiar enough that it feels like Bowser's Castle, but it's also distinct um, in that it kind of blends this feudal Japan kind of vibe. And then there's also like one of my favorite parts about that level is just the mechanic of capturing, I think it's those like birds yep. and then their beaks like latch on. You have to like fling yourself up the walls yep. like you're climbing this massive fortress. And, you know, it's kind of unfair to Mario Galaxy that it got paired up with Mario Odyssey because I think what just in general across the board Mario Odyssey has, which really is highlighted in its level design, is that the gameplay has so much variety that it allows the levels to have a ton of variety. You know, Galaxy, if you maybe had one matchup against a 64 Sunshine level, you may have gotten one through, but Odyssey's tough. Mm -hmm. Odyssey's got a great roster of levels, and I gotta go with Bowser's Castle. That's where I'm leaning towards the more I think about it. Well, I'll tip the scales, Bowser's Castle. There you go. (laughs) Well, really, Gino? I'm so surprised. Okay. There you have it. Oh, it's good. We're going to knock out a sunshine level. (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. Mario Sunshine has great levels. But we do have two Mario Sunshine levels that somehow got paired together. We have Serena Beach, 
and we have Rico Harbor. So Serena Beach is not the beach level with the little duck things. Serena Beach is the level where you fight the giant manta ray at the beginning, and then the hotel shows up. Um, and then the rest of the world is like almost like a boo house with uh, the hotel. And then Rico Harbor, of course, is very iconic. It's where you fight the giant gooper blooper. And... Oh, both good boss fights. Yeah. Um, I do have to I, I would like to take the lead on this one here. Yep. Serena Beach was a bit of, uh, if we're talking like in MMO terms here, it was the DPS check for me when I was a, a young gamer in the early 2000s with this game. I could not beat the Manta Storm. And I, I I couldn't do it no matter how hard I tried. And it was just like, I got frustrated. And this was the level that made me put down my GameCube controller and go play a different game. I, oh I, I wasn't having a good time. But uh, with um, recent replays in the form of three, Mario 3D All-Stars, as well as just like other like replays of Sunshine that I've gone back to and, and done over the years, like I was able to eventually beat it. And I also didn't realize that the Manta Storm itself level... Uh, like the actual like that first level of Serena Beach is actually a reference to, I think it's a Stephen King novel. Is it? Like, yeah, there's like this paper thin like manta ray like floating like just a shadow kind of just like floating over mm. the ocean and things. Like I don't know the exact um, the exact quote, but I know that it's like it's a very famous like there's a literature nod mm-hmm. to that. And even the there, exterior, but... like the outside of the hotel where you're fighting the manta ray is shaped as like if you zoom out and look at the the map from overhead, it's shaped as a GameCube controller. Yeah, there's a lot of like nice little nods and stuff and even just like having it turning into a boo house and like you're fighting a king boo at the end of it, albeit it's just like a cartoon representation. Serena Beach has a lot of strong things going for it, but Rico Harbor, man. Yeah. <laughs> You have the glooper blooper fight. You have the the surface. The There's that uh, uh, that par- the parkour kind of uh, levels and stuff. It's I don't know. I just have more fond memories of Rico Harbor. Like it was fun. I had a lot more yeah. fun with it. This one's tough because they're both very strong levels from Mario Sunshine. And Serena Beach is very distinct from the other levels because it's not outside, like on a beach. For most of it, you're actually inside. This one is really tough because I do really like a lot of the things in Serena Beach. I do really enjoy the whole Boo aesthetic. I really like the way you use Yoshi. I like how a lot of it is more, it's less focused on platforming and more focused on puzzle solving. And I think for that reason, I'm personally leaning more towards Serena Beach than Rico Harbor, as much as I love Rico Harbor. And I think it's just because it, it isn't your typical Mario level. Like it, it very much is almost like a Zelda level in the way that you're really just focused on exploring. Um, and then there's two really good boss battles. I love the Manta Ray boss battle. I think that boss battle is fantastic. Um, and I love the the King Boo boss battle as well. So I'm going to go Serena Beach. See, like, this is another tough one for me because these are, like, all of the Mario, uh, all the Mario Sunshine levels we have represented on this entire uh, bracket it are my favorite levels in the game and i love them all equally it's like a flip a coin for me like rico harbor i think the one thing it has over serena beach in terms of like of uh, sorry not in terms of like gameplay or anything is the the soundtrack like the the song itself rico harbor's song is so phenomenal i like that way more but i love the casino portions of serena beach i was like do you know i hated the manta ray as a kid but going back to it and actually being able to beat it and see what the level was all about because like that like Gino like same thing with Gino like I never got past that I didn't know anything 
in Mario uh, Sunshine beyond that point. But seeing that and experiencing that for the first time with 3D All-Stars, I have to say that Serena Beach is my pick. A lot of the thematic elements of that level and Rico Harbor, when you distill it to its core, it's just a platforming level. Yeah, with a lot of verticality. So you can't really do that with Serena Beach. It's the most unique level in Super Mario Sunshine. So for that, I got to go with Serena Beach. Serena Beach moves on to the next round. To the beach. To the beach. We have two more. We have two more brackets here before we get to the next round. Um, so the next one, again, we have a Mario Sunshine level, and then we have a Mario 64 level. So we have Peanut Park from Mario Sunshine, and we have Big Boo's Haunt from Mario 64. Ooh. I'm going to start this one off. Now, I think one of the most creative boss battles in Mario period is in Peanut Park. Peanut Park is also the introduction of my favorite Mario character of all time, Bowser Jr. That being said, Big Boo's Haunt is better. And I'm going with Big Boo's Haunt. Dang, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was expecting a bit of a longer speech, Jules. <laughs> so, I personally don't see what people see in Big Boo's Haunt. Like, I, I appreciate the music and, like, I like the eye enemies. Like, those are cool kind of forgotten Mario enemies. But Peanut Park is Nintendo Land, Super Nintendo World. But before that, it's a theme park in a Nintendo game. It's a Yoshi sort of tropical inspired theme park. It's fantastic. I love the music. I have a love-hate relationship with the boss fight in that game, but in general, I think I like it. And I think that's one of the few times that the actual like tropical aesthetic really works in Mario Sunshine. I, I think it works at its best o- almost in that level. One of those also one of the few instances where I loved exploring the level for the blue coins because getting blue coins in Mario Sunshine is 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 terrible. Like the horrible part of that game but it actually i loved exploring the theme park i just love theme parks i'm a theme park guy and that level i think has the best theming in the game it's not you're just generic tropical locations so i'm gonna go with peanut park you know you're the deciding vote I'm going to go with Big Boo's Haunt just because as much as I liked the Bowser fight, it was su- it was more of a set piece than a boss fight because it just got really annoying firing those rockets. And if you missed your shot, you had to go all, all the way around again. Sometimes those the bullet bills were a little bit problematic. And also, another kind of gatekeep for Mario uh, Sunshine for me, I got stuck on the Yoshi Go Round secret, and I just couldn't do it because there was just... The secrets, don't get me wrong, the secret mechanic... In Mar in Mario Sunshine was such a cool thing, and I'm per- I personally believe that's what inspired the Galaxy series. It's like abstract objects floating around through like space. Those moments are the but, best in Mario Sunshine. No, the secrets <laughs> are great, but like it was frustrating. Yeah, it was really really frustrating, and I find that Big Boo's Haunt. Personally, I think that 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 level itself was the inspiration for Luigi's Mansion. Like, you know what I appreciate about it? Like, oh. here's sorry to interrupt you, Gino. No, it's okay. I feel like it's the only really scary Mario level. Yes. You know what the I mean? Music, the music, like, even with the piano, just the jump scare yeah. of that, like, the books flying around at you, it was, like, a proper Haunted Mansion. And it wasn't, like, the side-scrolly stuff from, like, Super Mario World, where it's just, like, yeah. okay, you're just going left, right, up, and down. Like, no, you have to traverse this Haunted Mansion. There's two floors, a base... I'll, I'll be at the basement and the merry-go-round in Big Boo's Haunt was very annoying if you fell down there and you had to go all the way back around to the outside and through it. And 
I don't know, like, even, like, getting the red coins in that level, like, in Big Boo's Haunt, like, you had to explore every square inch of that, and once you got the invisibility cap and you could go behind the Boo doors and things like that, the world opened up a little bit more as well. And we also had the introduction of King Boo, which eventually became Luigi's Big Bad. So, it was Big Boo. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, Big Boo, not uh, King Boo. Yeah. Yeah, but, Big Boo's Haunt. But it was scary, and that, and that's what I think I appreciate about that level, and I think that's why it's so iconic, is because pretty much after this every single depiction of boo moving forward yeah became the wacky kind of boo even in luigi's mansion as much as luigi's mansion is the original is quote-unquote scary it's still not like this level of scary oh uh, young like, gino would beg to differ <laughs> yeah but yeah um, I, I gotta go with big boo's hot sounds good well then we're on to our last seed here we have Two Mario 64 levels. We have Cool Cool Mountain versus Womp's Fortress. So, let's try to figure this one out. What can we do? Cool Cool Mountain versus Womp's Fortress. Would anybody like to speak first? This is another one that's real tough because I love both of these levels. But, if I had to pick one, I would go with Cool Cool Mountain. Because, like, Womp's Fortress, as, as much as I love it, it's it's not that... I, I, don't, wanna, like, I don't like using the word generic, but, like, it doesn't. It's not themed as well as Cool Cool Mountain, especially because Womp's Fortress actually shares the same song as Bob on Battlefield. So it doesn't have an, its own original song. Which don't get me wrong, that song's phenomenal, but you know it has to lose a point there, in my opinion. And then, but Cool Cool Mountain, like that, has the sliding levels, like the race against the big penguin. That's such an iconic moment in Mario. Period. I love the enemies in that level. I love bringing the penguin to its mum. Just like even throwing the penguin off the mountain. Like <laughs> the music, like that's that track is so fantastic. And just like scaling the mountain to me was this as a kid, like it was such an epic moment in Mario 64 that, yeah, like now I, I don't look at it the same way, but still, like Cool Cool Mountain is probably one of the most iconic levels from Mario 64. And for that alone, I think that that's worth something to me. So I like Womp's Fortress. It's a cool, like, second level. I don't feel like there's a ton to do. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Cool Cool Mountain does have a lot of variety. And it plays around with different gameplay mechanics, right? Like, that's the first time you do see the slide. That is the first time you that you pick something up and have to deliver it, right? There's also, like, the wall jumping. And there's also collecting, I think, in that one, too. There's the one... Don't you have to, like, bring the snowman's pieces somewhere? Or... Well, so you, have I, to, you have to bring the... You have to race the ball from the top of the yeah. mountain to the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot more variety in Cool Cool Mountain, so I think I'm more inclined to go Cool Cool Mountain. I think all three of us are all cool yeah. with Cool Cool Mountain. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, we have now made it to our second round. So, should we start from the top or should we start from the bottom? I think now is a good time to continue talking because all this talk about Cool Cool Mountain versus Big Boo's Haunt, I think, would be because those are freshest in our mind. So, yeah, sure. So, now we'll have Cool Cool Mountain versus Big Boo's Haunt. We've talked about both those recently, but is there anything else we want to add in terms of saying which one you would put forward? Actually, I'll start. I still stand by what I said about Big Boo's Haunt. I think it being the really the only 
real horror piece of Mario really captures me. And I, like I said, I'm very drawn to, in these 3D Mario games, the puzzle-solving element rather than the platforming element. So as much as there's a lot of fun stuff in Cool Cool Mountain, I prefer Big Boo's Haunt because it's a lot of mystery and it's a lot of discovery. And so I'm going to go Big Boo's Haunt, actually. I'll have to agree with Jules on this one also, just because like even the the bookshelf puzzle, okay, yeah, it's very basic. We have to like just push three buttons to like open a door or wall jump in a very specific way. It even has the added ability for like, okay, you got a power up. You now have the invisibility cap, and you can explore other areas and enter the mansion from like different place, uh, different places than you would be able to enter it. I mm-hmm. don't think there's a single power up on Cool Cool Mountain. Like you no. have the cannon to help you like get from one place to another, but that cannon is super dangerous. <laughs> it's like almost yeah. a red herring because like you get in, you get in the cannon, the little island in between the gondola, and you're like, um, you have to aim it at this one specific tree halfway up the mountain, and if you don't hit it you're going off, you're losing a life. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, the other thing too about Big Boo's Haunt, which not everybody would consider this to be a plus, and I don't think it would be a plus if this happened in the whole game, Um, but I like that it is a little bit more linear. Like, it's not one of those levels where you can go in and do pretty much any of the stars or right when you get in there. Um, Like, there's almost like a storyline going on within Big Boo's Haunt where like you have to finish one level to even unlock the next level and the things that would happen in the mansion in the next level don't won't even be there unless you enter it through that star and i kind of like that layer of the level where um and you get this in a lot of the later levels in Mario 64 but i don't think they do it quite as well um where it's less about exploring and seeing what the world is like, and it's more about re-exploring it every time you go in because things have changed. Mateo, do you have anything to say about Big Boo's Hunt? Well, or cool, cool I don't think anything I could say about Cool Cool Mountain would make anyone change their minds. Okay. Big Boo has gone through, as they say. The semifinals. Is this the semifinal? Oh, I guess it is. Yep. We're already there, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then we're going to go back up here. And we're going to say Serena Beach from Super Mario Sunshine versus Bowser's Castle from Super Mario Odyssey. For this one here, I would have to go with Bowser's Castle from Super Mario Odyssey. I can't get over the fact that it just doesn't feel like a Bowser's Castle. And from beginning to end, I think the journey that you go on through that level is so epic. And it has all the all the elements of the level contribute to that. The capture mechanics, the music, the... Uh, platforming like all of that really really makes that level feel like this amazing moment in the game that you've earned like by the end of it you feel like you've earned your way through to the end like and not a lot of mario levels made me feel that way and when i think about playing mario odyssey again there's three levels in which I feel that way about like that make me really want to play that game again. And Bowser's castle is one of them. Like, whereas Serena beach, just that's the thing with Mario sunshine is that I understand people that like the tropical setting and, and that like, this is the, it's the perfect game for them, but that whole tropical aesthetic, it really gets old fast. And there's not that many levels that do it well. 
Yes, Serena Beach does do it well, but you've gone through like five previous tropical levels before that. And I feel like if Mario Sunshine's levels weren't designed that way, I feel like this level would, would stand out more. I don't know. Like if I go in by originality and just pure enjoyment from beginning to end, I have to go with Bowser's Castle. Honestly, I'm not going to get into it long, but I wholeheartedly agree. Like I don't think that Serena Beach is just as good as any of the top Mario Odyssey levels. And that's just how I feel. I think Mario Odyssey had two brilliant of level design. Um, and Mar- the Bowser's Castle level is really well made. And I just, I'd go Bowser's Castle as well. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Nice and easy. Yep. Um, okay, so now we're going to go to the other side and go to the bottom. So Bomb on Battlefield versus New Donk City. Ooh. I will speak to this. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a contest. New Donk City. Really? I don't even think uh, all the things I praised about Bomb on Battlefield were very valid in the context of Fossil Falls, what I would consider to be a very mid-tier Mario Odyssey level. And like I said, of course, gameplay-wise, Fossil Falls, I think is still better than Bomb on Battlefield, but Bomb on Battlefield has that nostalgia, that entry level, that like all those amazing things behind it. New Donk City just crushes it i cannot like it does I cannot stress <laughs> i cannot problem. stress it like it, new donk city is just too good of a level there's too much variety there's too many amazing things amazing references like amazing just like new i would say revolutionary aspects of mario in that level and there's a reason that that's the level they use to market this game and i just i think it's got to be it's got to yeah. be New Donk for me. In my mind, this was the final. Even though it, it's a like without a doubt, it's New Donk City is the the winner of this battle. Bomb on Battlefield is the pinnacle of Mario sandbox 3D platformer uh, uh, level prior to Mario Odyssey. Where on the other hand, now New Donk City is now going to be carrying that torch. It's just night and day it better in every single way but it doesn't mean that bob on battlefield is bad like it bob on battlefield it's just been outdone it's finally been outdone and it took him this long yeah <laughs> new donk city is literally a step above everything else like don't get me wrong like i when i said really i didn't really mean it as like a wow really that's you're gonna be your pick like honestly like like, dang, it was that quick to come to this decision. And, like, as much as I love both, I feel like New Donk is just a little too gray. If it had a little bit more color, it would have been, like, the no-hesitation kind of, like, pick for me also. But just, Gino. Like, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just splitting hairs. Away, Gino. But you forget how colorful the festival is at the end. Oh, oh yeah. That is the greatest I, moment I know. in that game. Yeah, no, oh yeah, the the festival is the greatest moment in Odyssey. Odyssey, yes see. So we're going to have an all Odyssey semifinal. <laughs> like I think I think it's just safe at this point. New Donk will not be beat by either of those other two. So let's just we'll put it straight out. in. We'll find, we'll find out. Um so we have Mount Volbano now versus Toasterina. I'm just I'm not even going to talk about it. I already told you guys I just don't connect with Toasterina, so my vote's already on Mount Volbano. And you two can kind of duke this one out 
Um, mine is as well. I just love the art design of that level, the music, everything about it. I, I just that level is so fantastic. And yes, Tostarina is great in its own right, but Mont Volbano just it does more for me personally. So I'm gonna go with that one. Yep, I also have that that feeling. This is the most agreeable topic we've ever had. Yep. Yep. It's Mario Day. Because we know <laughs> that it's just going to get beat by New Dawn. Yeah. And that's the thing. Let's just <laughs> yep. go right just now. Right up, New Dawn. New Dawn. <laughs> as great as Mount okay. Volvano is, it's no New Dawn City. So It's not. The New Dawn City is going yeah. straight to the finals. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Mount Volvano. You're, you're great. But New Dawn's just got, got too much on you. Um, okay. So. How about this one? So we have Bowser Castle versus Big Boo's Haunt. I'm sticking with Big Boo's Haunt. You know, I don't even love Mario 64, but I think this level is like just a masterpiece. So as much as I love Bowser Castle, and I do, again, like same as when we talked Fossil Falls versus Ball on Battlefield, I do think like, of course, mechanically and gameplay wise, Bowser's Castle is a better level. But I think that's that can be said about most of Mario Odyssey's levels versus Mario 64's. But I still stand by that whole horror vibe, that whole like puzzle solving mystery aspect to Big Boo's Haunt. I I think it wins it for me for that one for that reason. Big Boo's Haunt beats Bowser Castle for me. Uh, my opinion still is like I don't value what people value in Big Boo's Haunt. So like to me, like I I, I got to go with Bowser's Castle. I just love the journey of that level. You know, I want to give it to Big Boo's Haunt just because Mario sixty four has a very special place in my heart. And I'm sorry, Mateo, I do not remember Bowser's Castle, <laughs> but I do remember Big Boo's Haunt. Do you know, if you hear the song and you see the uh, any, picture anywhere in that level, you will immediately recognize it. Well, the reason why I had to say this is because we know New Donk City is winning this. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we put against it. With these battle royales, I think it's very much the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Because if I'm being honest with you, from the moment we conceptualize this battle royale, I could have told you what won. Yeah. From yeah. the very beginning. It's not like when we did like essentials where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna get in and like I'm willing to fight it. I was like so sure that this was going to be the unanimous decision. Although, had there been any opposition, I may have gone as far as to silence you myself to make sure New Donk City was number one. That sounded very sinister. <laughs> it was very sinister. But New Donk City is just like, it is perfect. I cannot stress it is perfect. There's nothing I can say about New Donk City that is, is anything other than just what a what an amazing concept what an amazing celebration of mario history um and just oh my gosh just all the references and stuff like you you walk yeah. underneath the the traffic signs you jump and you hit them it's a it's it, they also double up as blocks so you can like get free coins out of the lights all the streets are named after like the different kongs and things that yeah. one mission where you have to go like collect pauline's band so you can like and and then the freaking like finale of that world being the festival and it's just a classic even it's the just start the, it's just of the that dude. world the tank battle that you have oh like that's awesome Frick. often forgotten moment <laughs> of mario that Odyssey. was completely out of left field too i did not know like i'm like what the heck is going on why are we in like yeah. some kind of world war mario <laughs> <laughs> you're a tank and 
Let's not forget the amazing high skill ceiling of the jump rope challenge in that level. Oh, gosh. Yep, that took me a while, but, you know, low-key is one of the most difficult things in that game. Even more difficult than the freaking moon? You know what? <laughs> you One could make moon that stuff. argument, I think. Like, other than the aesthetic and, like, the feeling and, like, the variety within that level, I think ultimately what made New Donk City work was it was the perfect world for Mario Odyssey's concept, which ultimately was, like, moons everywhere. Because, for example, in Toasterina, where it was, like, a big world, or even, like, Mount Vobano, like, those were structured, like, traditional Mario worlds. And so, when you're looking around for all those moons, I feel like it was it was more expected where they would be, Whereas I feel like New Donk City wasn't like the biggest level. It wasn't like this massive level. And it was just covered with stuff going on that there was literally something around every corner. And that that's what I liked about it. It's like you really could not predict where those moons were going to be sometimes because there was so much to find in that world. Um, and it was very different from like, I just need to run a while and see what's in this area I haven't seen. It was like, no, like you got to go through the busyness of like New York City. Well, even going into the, like through the manhole and everything, you go into the power moon, power plant facility thing there that's processing hundreds and hundreds of these things, sucking the literal magic out of them to power the city. Yeah. It's kind of dark. It is dark. <laughs> you think but... about it. Mario's got to go and collect a thousand moons. New Donk's going to run through that in an hour. Yeah. So New Donk is just, yeah, I think that's peak Mario. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the end of our very first showdown. The winner being New Donk City for Super Mario Worlds. Happy Mario Day, everybody. And we look forward to doing more of these showdowns in the future. If you have an idea for a showdown you want us to do, you can feel free to share that in the comments because we'd love to do different showdowns. We have quite a few planned. um, But of course, if we get through our list and we find some cool suggestions, we may or may not choose to incorporate those. So Gino, I'm going to let you log us out. Okay, so that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you like what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button on the platform of your choice. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas that you have for any upcoming ideas or talks or just share your thoughts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We do read all the comments. Uh, We'll see you next time at the Hub World. And Mateo, Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See you, everybody.